Welcome to the More Tea Vicar podcast from BNA Church in Bristol. This is a podcast about culture, theology, and life with Wayne Massey and James Stevenson. We happen to be clergy in this church, and this podcast, um, this episode, we're going to be picking up some questions from the Alpha courses that have started recently at this church. And so I'm. We're going to limit ourselves to really short answers, aren't we, Wayne? Yeah. And um, we're doing. That's this your way of saying Wayne. Be, be short. <laughs> Um, we're doing this. So much of the bush left when I've beaten around it. <laughs> um, there's uh, there's some really good questions that have come up, um, and we uh, these are kind of questions that a lot of people are going to be asking whether they've been Christians uh, um, a short time. This is a quick or fire a long round. Time. This is a bit so like a quick um, fire round. This is a bit like going to a theology tutorial, having not done the reading, yeah, yeah. and you suddenly have to go. <laughs> right, I have to give an answer. <laughs> Right. Um, I, thankfully, I've sent I've sent Wayne an email with um, about twenty, thirty. Mm. Yeah, right. So here we go. So Wayne, how does God reveal Himself? Was it just once through the person of Jesus? God reveals Himself primarily through Jesus, who is the Word of God, um, yes. and through the teachings of Jesus, but supremely through the work at the cross and the resurrection. God also reveals Himself through the word, lowercase w, the scriptures. Yes. Uh, God reveals himself through his people, the church. But also Paul reminds us that God reveals himself through creation and through how it is ordered. So I'm, I'm going to stop there. But there's Jesus, there's the Bible, the word, there's the church, uh, and there's creation. Oh, I thought you were going to go all Karl Barth on me there. You kind of almost went Karl Barth. Karl Barth's a Swiss theologian um, of the 20th century who talked about the word, the word, and the word, the, the word of God being Jesus, the word, the second word under that being the, the spirit, but then the prophetic word that comes to us through the church. Oh, well done. Um, but you didn't. Um, but can, so, I ask, can I so just quickly so my You, you pointed out that one theologian can't answer all of those questions. So yeah. Karl well Barth was once asked, when was he saved? Do you know what his answer was? AD 33. Boom. <laughs> right, James. What is the evidence for Jesus' miracles outside of TikToks from the day? <laughs> uh, the scriptures point to them and uh, testify to them. And, um, and ultimately, um, what C.S. Lewis would say is if you've got a problem with the miracles, look to the resurrection um, because that's the biggest miracle. So if, you, if you're questioning the miracles, then you need to get yourself into the resurrection because that's the biggest one. Because if you, if you believe that somebody um, uh, was dead, oh, sorry, was alive, then dead, and then alive in a new body, then that is a slightly bigger miracle than feeding 5,000 people or walking on water. And, um, yeah. and so then if you want to go f- further behind that around Scripture, have a look at Alpha Week 1, and there's a brilliant bit in the video series yes. with Alison McGraw where he explains just how historically reliable Scripture is. Excellent. And then also added into that would be um, that the, the, the one miracle other than the cross and resurrection that appears in all four Gospels is the feeding of the 5,000, um, which uh, it's noted is the one miracle that happens in the hands of the disciples. I'd love to talk to you more about that if you've got questions about that. So, Wayne, um, who decided to compile all the elements of the Bible into a single text once they had been written? So, so the simple answer is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, for all scriptures, God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking and training in righteousness. But actually the spirit working through the people of God over time. So the Jewish scriptures come together over time. And there is a recognition in the people of God that these scriptures, these, these particular scriptures carry a weight and authority yeah. with them. That then happens with the gospels and with the epistles from 
um, the New Testament. So even like um, Peter in his epistle writes about how Paul, sometimes it's hard to understand, but it's clear God is working through yeah. him. And then the early church pretty much landed on these very, very soon. The one that they kind of had a bit of a about was James. Yeah. Um, but actually they, 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 they realized... Not me, but yeah. Yeah, James, the, the letter. Yeah. Um, and so very early on, it was all kind of, it was codified <laughs> in, um, in the hundreds, but actually even earlier than that, there was a recognition that there's something about these that God speaks through them. Yes. Uh, was it the Council of Nicaea in 325? They um, landed on the final. They landed yeah. on the final canon. Um, so it took, um, yeah, it, it, and also decided on um, when Easter was. But or, bear in mind, they didn't have TikTok um, getting together with each other, um, and, and they were living under persecution, actually. The Council of Nicaea was the first time where, religious, where Christian leaders could get together across the Mediterranean um, safely. Um, without persecution and I saw some stat the other day that there were only it was like 15 or 20 percent of those who got together at the Council of Nicaea had not experienced some form of physical persecution that meant that they had um, a scar or a wound from it when they gathered and famously Sir Nicholas of Santa Claus fame punched Arius the heretic at the Council of Nicaea I think there we go okay so Uh, I'm asking you this one yeah what is the proof that Jesus wasn't mad or egotistical, mad, bad, or that he wasn't trying to simply spread good messages? Well, I guess you'd have to look that up for yourself. It's um, good to go to the first Alpha session. Um, no, the second Alpha session, who is Jesus? C.S. Lewis asked that question, is Jesus mad, bad, or God? You, you, it's got to be one of those three. Um, uh, and the proof of that actually is in is in the scriptures and in... Um, the resurrection essentially the the whole thing hangs on did jesus live die and live and bono has a lovely thing in his uh, in his book uh, bono on bono uh, in which he basically says i struggle to believe that the whole of 2000 years of hum- human history hangs on a madman and a bad man a madman yeah. or a bad man so yeah. it must be a god man oh lovely um i'll remember that one and i hope you do too um uh, what is the concrete evidence for jesus's resurrection so I think the the, 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 the the historical accuracy of the scriptures... It wasn't concrete, but the stone that was rolled yeah, away. Yeah, the stone that was rolled away. Um, <laughs> um, so there's the scriptures, and uh, and there's how they record the event. And interestingly enough, people sort of... And how they record the event in slightly different ways, which show that actually there was real humans writing about this. There's the fact that they attested to 500 witnesses of having yes. met with Jesus um, when he rose. Um, but the big one is the church. So loads of people go, I, yeah. how can all these people give their lives, be killed... Uh, and, yeah. and 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 this thing spread like it did if this didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so so uh, Chuck so Colson, Watergate. Um, yeah. Twelve men couldn't. Twelve men couldn't keep couldn't couldn't keep this lie a secret. Yeah. Ha- Good point. How how could um, the apostles um, continue on the journey that they did? So transformed lives in the church. People who've met Jesus and will tell yeah. you they've met him. And thousands, millions of them. Yeah, if that interests you, um, uh, is it Frank Morrison, Who Moved the Stone? Amazon Prime, there's a film, I think. Yeah, and and Chuck Colson's story, um, go find out more. Um, Why did God, no, you got to ask, it's your question to me. Is it okay? Yeah. So, James, why did God only have one human child? Wouldn't it have been easier to convince people he existed if he appeared on earth more than once in the history of humanity? He's pausing. um, Let's just be a pedant um here he's not a human child he is fully god and fully man um and um uh the answer to that is in the nature of god himself 
we understand that he is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And therefore, and, and all of those three persons um, honour um, one another and love one another. And so in, um, in the person of the Son, um, uh, the, he comes in the unique revelation of Jesus. So I understand how somebody can come to that question, but it, but actually the the answer to that question is found. Um, I think that's a table moving in the background. If you're wondering what that sound is, it's not a goat. Um, uh, the answer to that question is found um, in discovering who Jesus is. Yes. So it's a logical question to ask if you're not a Christian. Um, but once you know and understand who Jesus is, it's a question that um, paradoxically and, and Christian theology illogical. says Christian theology says there was a first Adam who sinned, yeah. and because of his sin, sin came into the whole world. Yeah. And there was a s- only needed a second Adam, only needed yeah. a oh, second another, Adam to yeah. defeat Thank sin, you. so that because of that second Adam, the kingdom of God can come yeah. to absolutely everybody. Yeah, you so can, you can tell which one of us went to. Um, a theological college where they actually studied the cross. Um, Apologies so to <laughs> anybody who taught James Stevenson uh, <laughs> theology who is listening. Well, maybe I wasn't. Just from, wasn't either, from either his first or second uh, uh, educational oh, establishment. Both, yeah, of which, okay. both, of which, both of which are reputable, James. Yes, I know. Uh, maybe I'm the problem rather than shifting it onto other people. How does God choose who gets a miracle? Tombola. There's a big tombola in heaven. <laughs> That's just not true. That isn't um, true. Why are some people lucky and other people suffer more? Surely this is unfair of God. So this is where we have to play the long game. So, so, and or the big picture. Um, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yes. So we, all, we are all objects of wrath and we are all living in a world in which Paul says to the guys in, in Athens at the Areopagus, in him we live and move and have our very being, that even though we have walked away from the author of life and author of creation, he hasn't stopped holding creation in the palm of his hands, and he actually hasn't, hasn't handed us over to the fullness of what it would be like if we were left to our own devices. So we are all, everybody receives what's called common grace, actually God's good love in holding and ordering creation. In freedom... So back to your friend Carl Barth. Mm. So God is over and above everything, but chooses to submit himself to things like time and like our free will to allow us to, to experience the world as we experience it. And in choosing to allow that, we face the consequences of our sin, some of which, and there's a previous podcast about this, is the result of our own decisions, evil, yeah. some of which is a result of brokenness in the world because of our sin. God is constantly acting in our world uh, in kingdom ways to 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 point people back to him and uh so the, the biggest of course we we are all if we want to be we can all receive the blessings of the miracle of the resurrection yes and then everything else that happens we have to understand under the long game that one day he will wipe every tear from every eye he will restore this heaven and this earth to being perfect and he will invite every single one of us to live with him forever yeah everything that happens in between then we have to kind of trust that he's good. So, so you know, I don't know why I had a time of depression, but I do know that God was at work in it. Yeah. Could he have not, could he have not, could he have stopped me having that period? Yes. Why didn't he? I don't know. Yeah. One day I will. Why I, I was in a church where there were two children born at the same time with the same heart defect. One is alive t- nearly 18 years later. One died after two years. Yeah. 
both families prayed and prayed and prayed. Why? Yeah. They don't know. But we yeah. do know that God is good and we trust eternity into his hands. Yes. And this is where it's really helpful to bring um, uh, Christian theology from the rest of the world into this setting. And even actually a, 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 an other world, another than Western worldview into the room in that the Western pursuit of pleasure sees suffering as an interruption to its goal. Whereas um, Christians in the rest of the world, and indeed um, people from other faiths from the rest of the world, would see that suffering is the norm of human life. So if we were to return to the land in which Jesus um, lived, we would have conversation with Jews and Muslims and Christians about the normal experience of suffering in human life. And, and therefore, the question wouldn't be, um, why is there suffering, but what is happening in the suffering? So philosophically, that question, whoever asked it, I'm not pointing at you, it, it shows that you are a modern, and a modern in the West, and that your life is, is orientated around um, identity, uh, probably, uh, is orientated around... Um, fulfillment for you and orientated around comfort that's mm. i'm not pointing i'm not yeah. picking the finger at you I'm, this is us in yeah. the west charles taylor the canadian philosopher said in 1500 nobody went to church to ask how to have a better life they went yeah. to church because they wanted to know why their life was so hard yeah nowadays when you go to church it's like is there something you can add to yeah, my yeah, life yeah. for me yeah and that's can that's you a bring an shift. Yeah. So sometimes the question we ask yeah. says more about the philosophical understanding of the world that we carry yeah. than it does actually about the yeah. answer to the question and, and therefore we as church need to acknowledge where we have answered that yeah. question incorrectly Correctly. yeah um, and which is why it's really important to bring in theology from the rest of the world that would say actually our starting point is that um that that there is suffering in the world and and if you are managing to live a life without it then you are abnormal rather than if you are experiencing suffering it is abnormal for you um Wayne, I think that we might need to draw stumps there because I think we're halfway through the questions yep. and we um, will return to these questions at a later date. Thanks very much for listening to this episode of the Morty Vicar podcast from B&A Church in Bristol. We hope that it's helped you think about what it means to follow Jesus as well as um, what's going on in culture. It's certainly sharpened our minds. Um, and theology um, and life.